internet what is up i hope everybody enjoyed last week's podcast part two with our good friend jess musgrave of jm artworks jess is awesome can't say enough good things about jess love you jess okay let's cannonball into business stuff this episode of the podcast is yes once again brought to you by me and we are here to talk about patreon Okay, we've got big things going on. We've got YouTube started and we've got Patreon to support that. So if you like our YouTube page, okay, at Lone Element, of course, and you go over there and you're like, oh, wow, I like this content. If you want to help support that content and make it amazing and you love the podcast and what's going on here, then go over to Patreon and jump on Patreon. We've got lots of tiers. I've got a broad spectrum set up to support whatever financial bracket you fall into. Okay, our our first tier is underway. It's called underway. It's five bucks a month. What you get for five bucks a month, you get exclusive access to full length video interviews. Like we've started doing video interviews. Okay. This weapons free Wednesday, for example, the full length video is going to be on Patreon. If you guys want to watch Cato and I chop it up, audio is always going to be free. So you'll be able to f- jump on Spotify or Apple podcasts, always going to be free. Okay, but if you want to watch the video portion of this, you'll be able to catch the highlight clip on YouTube. But if you want the full length interview slash episode, you got to jump on Patreon and sign up for five bucks a month. In addition, that'll give you a monthly live Q&A where I get everybody gathered up on Patreon and we do a live Q&A and then we record it. So if you miss it, you can't make it, I post the recorded session to Patreon. Then you'll get exclusive posts, photos, and articles, stuff that I post, pictures, all the things. I write articles from time to time about preparedness and readiness and training mindset and different tips and tricks and hacks all right our next uh tier is going to be the patrol base that's 10 bucks a month that gets you the full-length video interviews that gets you monthly live q a recorded live q a access to post for photos and articles but then in addition what that gets you is access to the signal group chat and then a sticker pack so you get a sticker pack with 12 stickers in it and then you will get access to the signal group chat, which means you can jump in there and you can push the button and get a hold of me anytime. Now, my competition out there, or my peers in the industry, I should say, they're charging 50 to 100 bucks a month for direct access. Nope, not me. 10 bucks a month. You'll get access to the signal group chat. You'll be able to ping me anytime you want with any questions. All right, next tier. And this is our best value and our most popular. It's 25 bucks a month. And this is called, it's called Team Room, but we do the mission prep stuff in there. What you will get with that is exclusive access to full-length videos. You get the monthly live Q&A, recorded Q&A, exclusive post videos, photos and articles, sticker pat, access to the signal group chat, bonus video episodes, Tradecraft, okay? And what I do in the Tradecraft videos is we talk about tips, tricks, and hacks for gear, travel, packing, guns, equipment, you name it. We've got tips and tricks that we do in video uh, I think the last one we put up was gun painting, which also just went up on YouTube. And then I think we did another one on like what's in my range box. So if you are into that type of thing, that type of content, sign up for the $25 a month. And then also that gets you a free loan element hoodie. So there's a lot of value there. You get a hoodie, you get stickers, you get extra videos, you get access to the signal group chat. It's a pretty good deal. That's our best and most popular value on the site. Then last tier. In this in the stack tier, you get all the aforementioned things. The cherry on the cupcake for the in the stack, which is fifty bucks a month, is after you've paid into it for six months, you get a training class hosted by me, a firearms training class or low light or force on force training class of your choice. Which we're going to be getting those up and rolling here pretty soon. Got some exciting things going on with our good friend Brittany May. We're going to be doing some joint courses with her going into winter and spring of twenty three. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Well, that takes care of business stuff. So now, you guessed it, folks. It's that time. It's fucking Wednesday. And it's time for Weapons Free Wednesday. So let's fucking G-O. Because I'm so fucking good. Hey, hey, get some, baby. Get some. Get some. Get some. Get some. Get some. Come on. Get it. Come on. Get some. Get some. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That was a lot. <laughs> that, it's going to take longer to set this up than it is to record the actual weapons free. I agree with you. Yeah. Video. Yeah, here we go. Um, Melvin, juice theorem. Um, Great IPA. Gin and juice. 
Gin and juice. Here anyway. Okay. Here we are. It's Weapons Free Wednesday. What do we have? 41? I think so, yeah. 41. Yeah, Jess was 40, so this is 41 or 40. 40 or 41. doesn't matter. We'll figure it out but later. But what it matters is we've done 80 episodes. Yeah. We are had we some... Are we going to break 100 at Chacho? No. No, there'll be a little after. No. Yeah, we're, I, if I, I figured it out if we stay on track. Well, we're going to get bumped a little bit to the right because we took... I took some time yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some time off. So... I think before, if we would have stayed on track and been delivering an episode every week, we were going to hit 100 by March. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. So now, I think we're like four episodes behind. So I think if we... April. April. April, we'll hit. We'll hit 100 by April. Nice. Three digits by April, which I'm excited about. So here thanks, we are. Thanks to everyone that listened. Here we are. Unwillingly, but because the fans love it, we are doing video. Yeah, we people seem to like it. We don't usually do video. We both gonna, hate being on camera. We both hate being on camera. It's true. We're going to do it. But the, the YouTube channel is doing good. So everybody on Patreon is happy with the uh, Tradecraft videos. Everything's going on. Everybody loved the video we did with Jess. Nice. So we're getting great feedback. So we're just going to keep doing it even though you and I both vehemently hate being on camera. So welcome to Weapons Free Wednesday, everyone. We are going to, to this week, we're not necessarily ranting although ranting is kind of like inherently plugged it'll in. happen it'll, at some point it'll happen at some point but i think realistically we are going to revert back to questions i put it out on instagram i asked for questions we got questions here and we got some good ones i'm pretty stoked with the questions that we got yep so let's uh are you ready for question number one no <laughs> let's go Question. Let's, let's fucking G.O. Let's go. Let's fucking G.O. Okay, so oh. the first question is, everyday watch, question mark, Seiko, not Pornhub. Go. Ooh, iPhone. Right, right, right. Yeah, for me too. So I used I, to wear. I don't, I don't. I know, me either, man. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm just not a big fan of jewelry in general. I, I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I destroyed so many watches so many fucking even like the the g-shocks and the baby Mm -hmm. g's g-shocks had the best longevity with me Mm -hmm. but like i annihilated poor rei because rei back in the day rei back in the day had this thing where you know you could return gear if it like broke you could get a brand new one you could get a refund whatever yep and so i'd always buy my timex iron man's Okay, yeah, yeah. At REI back in the day. Because I've been an REI member since like 90. When they started. Five, 90, 95, 96 is, I've been, I've been an REI member for a good 20 fucking plus years. So yeah. I used to get, like buy all my shit there because I like their, their return policy was awesome. And I so, still is really Yeah, good. it is still really awesome. Yeah. And I'm so hard on gear that I fucking just annihilate gear. I just take it back in there. I'm like, this shit broke. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And they just resell it at the garage sale, so right. I think they still do the garage sale where yes. they take your old, broken, shitty, fucked up gear. I mean, we lo- I looked into it the other day when I was trying to re- yeah. return my two Arc'teryx jackets that broke. Yeah, there's people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, you're Arc'teryx. a zipper killer, bro." You're zipper I break killer. equipment. That's you probably do. why I'm you, a really good equipment tester. You do definitely break equipment. So, and I was like, "Oh, I called them, and they're like, no, we don't do the Arc'teryx program, but we do the REI program, which is the same thing. But the difference is, you can send broken shit into Arc'teryx and get yes. credit." Whereas for REI, it has to be under a certain spec. I'm like, oh, okay. So if I did want to, I could bring those two jackets in and trade it for maybe like 50 or 100 bucks. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, they do have a good return policy. But anyway, I, I you're a zipper destroyer. I was a watch destroyer. I fucking annihilated watches. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just did. Just shooting, working with my hands all the time, combatives. You know, you just forget to turn take your watch off fucking right but also like 20 years ago watch tech isn't what it is now in no, terms of like trashy I've, yeah. I've never owned a really nice watch i want to me neither i love watches i love like there's a good instagram um there's a really good instagram page called watches of espionage mm. and it's like an operational history of watches like spy watches yeah yeah, yeah watches yeah. that people from the agency or special operators KGB or yeah, whatever KGB. Yep. like people yeah it's a great it's a great page 
Um, also, you know, our friend Matt Graham over at Aries. I was going to say, he, if he is a listen to that podcast. Yeah, if you haven't caught that podcast, go check out uh, our good our good friend over there uh, at Aries Watch Co. Um, he has a fucking great page, great product. Yep. It was a good podcast. Uh, former agency guy. Great dude. Um, can't say enough good stuff about his stuff. So uh, makes a really nice watch. The And it's made here in the U.S., so, and he's a total watch. He's a, he's an absolute watch nerd. So the thing is, is I love high quality stuff mm-hmm. and I do love watches, but I just break them and fuck them up. And my heart would be broken if, yeah. if I had a Rolex Submariner on and I was out doing something. And or like a Panerai or a Patek or a something yeah. fucked it up. And then I, you know, wearing like the cost of a house on your wrist. Yeah, it's you know you're talking about five to ten thousand dollar watches, mm-hmm. so or more. Yeah, but here's what I will say: because I am a gear nerd, mm-hmm. and because I do love things that have capability, versatility. I was gonna say we both don't have watches, but if we were to get a watch, what would you get right now? Probably the Apple Ultra. Really? Because it does so many fucking things. Like I just watched Mike Pfeiffer over at Last Line of Defense. He did a review video on. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Apple Ultra Watch. Yeah. And it does some really cool fucking shit. So... Like what? Tell you, like, oh, hey, you have to get up and breathe. Yeah, I mean, it does shit like that, but it also, like... <laughs> it has this, like, nighttime mode function where you can, like, push a button and it, like, goes all red. Okay. So, like, doesn't fuck with your night vision. Okay. It has... It, why are you rolling your eyes right now? These are good functions. Because uh, my watch choice is going to trump yours so bad. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. But <laughs> but if I'm going to dip my toe back in the in the watch pool again, yeah. like I want. But here, here's the thing. We're back to me being really hard on gear. And I can totally see myself like fucking around with a gun and like my wrist, my hand slipping Catching off and it, smashing yeah. it into a fucking edge of an ammo cam and shattering the face on it. So, or like forgetting to take it off before you got an animal or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's, there's guts in the microphone. Yeah, there's, yes, correct. <laughs> so there's things that I'm hesitant to get a watch because I've just broken so many of them. G-Shocks were great. I upgraded at some point in my career to, when I was in, on active duty, to a Sunto Vector. Okay. And those were great watches, but just, like, not durable at all. Like, I would just fucking smash the shit up, break the bezels off, break the buttons off, shatter the fucking face. Like, I... I probably went through five or six vectors. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. All from REI, of course. Yeah, yeah. And they would just give me a new one. Right. I'd be like, hey, this fucking broke. How, how many times did you break it yourself because you wanted a new watch? None. <laughs> All, zero. <laughs> they just Ze- broke. Zero. They just, yeah. yeah, I just broke from wear and tear. So, yeah, I mean, I don't like them that much, like, to wear jewelry, but... I did check out the Apple Ultra Watch. I'm interested in it. Mainly, I want to see if they're if it's app capable. Because if it is, then you can put like a ballistic software program on mm-hmm. your wristwatch. Mm-hmm. As much as you and I shoot, like I would really love it if my Apple Watch, if I could just like push a button and now it's like I'm accessing my ballistics app and can go through my ballistics app. That's a great segue watch. into my choice because that's what I would pick. Okay, is the Garmin's apl- applied ballistics watch that you can do that with do they oh they make one that's specific for that mm-hmm. shut up mm-hmm. i didn't even know that yeah yeah. you can put in all your data from your kestrel and sync it via bluetooth and then all your gun data is in there so you can like oh fuck so all your dopes are on there and you can have a little chart so like prs dudes have been using right it. but then can you take phone calls from that watch why would you want that you have a, I don't you have a phone for phone. that well because i watched I, yes you're correct you still have to carry your phone for the watch don't you no no, oh. you can get a separate plan for the Ultra. Cool, so you have to pay more to get a separate plan so you can take phones, uh, phone calls from your watch on the range. Well, here's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to f- <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm going to get the Ultra watch, and I'm going to put my private phone number on my watch, Yeah. and then my work phone number will stay on my phone. Okay. So the only important people are calling me on my wristwatch, on my James Bond wristwatch that I can now talk into. So now that everyone's calling you on your wrist and then you have like customer service emails and Instagram and social media on your phone, you've got two hands going. No, because not that many people. I, uh, the only people that are going to get my personal number 
are my inside There's circle like three humans. people. There's like seven <laughs> humans. Seven humans will have my wristwatch number. The, the bishop bat watch? It will be the bishop bat watch. It be like, boop, yeah. boop. Yeah, so I think that's maybe going into 23, what I'm going to try out. I don't know. It might make a really good YouTube video if I did a review with the former Marine Breaks Apple product. Yeah, fucking destroys it. Because <laughs> I'm so terrible with breaking these fucking things. That's why, yeah, I can't, like, people have a hard time break like, enough hard times breaking their phone all the time that if I had something on my wrist that's like that. Like the work I do all the time at job sites, I'd be like, no, that shit would be so scratched in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. But I do love like a Rolex Submariner as like fucking legacy, badass, amazing watch. Yeah, I'm a Panerai dude. And then I just like that glass back that you can mm -hmm. see everything. And that was like one of the first like really expensive watches that I got to like, oh, there's weight in there. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Then there's a, uh, there's a company called Rhino. Don't know that one. Will Petty, Will Petty loves the Rhino watches. They're a huge like watch face. Like they're, it's like flavor flavor on your wrist. Yeah, it's fucking. They're pretty nice though. They're really fucking amazing. They're gorgeous watches. That's who's a fucking watch nerd. Is fucking Will Petty is a fucking watch yeah. aficionado for sure. I mean, there's he. Yeah, he likes that yeah. shit, right? Like the nice cigars and the nice watches and the suits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You can be James Bond. It's fine. No, I mean, I'd like a half Asian James Bond. Yeah, we're gonna have to plug back in with him at Shot Show again this year. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen, if you haven't checked that out, go listen to that podcast too. The Will Petty podcast was fucking hilarious. It was great. I can't believe that we're all we're creeping back up on a year from that podcast. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Time flies. Okay, so moving on. Next question. Okay. If Chesty Puller and James Mattis were in a death match, who would win and why? Ooh. Are weapons allowed? And at what age? Yeah, it doesn't say. Are they are, are they both in like peak slaying form? I mean, that's I think that's I'd give them the benefit of the doubt there. I mean, that's blasphemy that he even fucking pitted Chesty Puller and James Mattis against each other cuz I kind of think that James Mattis is the reincarnate of Chesty Puller. Uh, just studying marine history that that we do that we're f that's forced that's force force fed, fed, fed to us tube. yeah through a tube gro going through boot camp and then you know when you first hit the fleet as a new marine like there was some definitely nuance between both Chesty and General Mattis but to answer like who would who would win in a death match I don't know I got to experience James Mattis in the flesh I did not get to experience Chesty Puller in the, fl the flesh but here's what I will say is that if you can wipe out five Chinese divisions at the Frozen Chosen and walk, mm -hmm. you're probably a really badass motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why I asked if they're both in like peak fighting condition. I, I also think that, yeah, I think that Chesty Dust Fists has like three Navy crosses or four, four Navy crosses, three or four Navy crosses stacked. You don't get Navy crosses from like sitting in the fucking regimental command COC tent with your thumb up your ass. You get, you get, you get Navy crosses from fixing bayonets and putting them in people's faces usually. So I'm gonna say my money's on uh, as much as I love Jim Mattis and what a phenomenal leader he was on the battlefield. I'm gonna fucking have to say death match choice goes to Chesty. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I think Chesty would probably have dropped more bod in yeah. his time. No, I know Jim's. Jim started his career in Vietnam, and I know he fucking got some trigger time for sure as a fucking brand new lieutenant. But he's not a three-time fucking Navy Cross winner. So yeah, I'm gonna give it to Chesty. I'm gonna say it's Thunderdome, th Marine General Thunderdome, goes to fucking Chesty Puller. Okay, next question. Okay. This is more of a family related question and I've experienced a lot of this, so I can speak to this. When your ex badmouths you to the kids, I never return the favor, but how do you handle that? Well, I would say that depends on how old your children are. Yeah. If your children are younger, and let's just say below the age of eleven. It's probably pretty easy to change the subject quickly and distract them mm -hmm. and move on to the next topic. So I'm I would agree. But I'm assuming this is happening behind the person's back. 
Yeah, well, he's saying, how should I handle that? And so I'm like, okay, well, he's smart not to badmouth. That's where I fucked up, but I'll get into that in a second. Badmouthing the, you know, mother to the children. I mean, kids just love their moms, okay? They came out of their mom. They were grown inside their mother's body. They popped out of their mother's vagina. There's nothing that replaces Yeah, th- there's an innate bond there. Yeah, like it so... Or not you're not going to do yourself any favors by trash talking mom, which I made the mistake of. And I'll get into that more in a second. But so he's smart not to do any of that, but how he handles it, I would say just change the subject, you know? And you know, the kids are like, Hey, mom said this about you. And you're like, Hey, great. Can you go get that thing? Hey, can you do me a favor? Could you go get that thing out of the car for me? Go get my pack of gum out of the car. Dad needs his gum. Can you go get my gum? Now, if the kids are older, yeah. which is the situation that I ran into, and by I mean older, I mean like 12 years old. Um, <laughs> starting their rebellious phase. Yeah, starting their rebellious phase. That's kind of hard because kids, you know, growing up with technology now and being a lot smarter and more, more switched on in most cases, uh, they're, it's a lot harder to like pull the fucking bait and switch or distraction, you know, hey, look, hey, look what the right hand or the left yep. hand's doing, whether it go the right, right hand's over here doing the thing. So... I would say continue to not say bad things about the mother because then that'll only come back around to bite you later. My my ex yeah. weaponized my son by constantly saying bad things about me. And then when I returned the favor by saying bad things about her because I was so frustrated and fucked up and didn't know what the fuck I, to do about the situation. And I'll give you an example in a second. But that went against me later because he lives with her full time. So she's constantly in his ear. Mm-hmm. So not only do they have that mother bond, you know, mother son bond. Yeah, there's a bearing influence. But she's she had you know she had him for eleven months out of the year. You know, right. I got him for every other holiday, and I got him for six weeks. Va- you know, of our visitation during the summertime, and that's just not enough. There's nothing I could do to unbrainwash him when he lives in that house for eleven months out of the year. So the sm- I fucked up. This and I stuck up for myself finally because I was so frustrated dealing with you know her and I'll give you an example my son's I think my son mentioned at some point when he was in school and I think he was like eight or nine years old at the time I think he was in fifth or sixth grade anyway his history teacher got a hold of me and she was like hey Gavin says that you were a veteran and we're it's veterans day and we would love to have you come participate in our Veterans Day celebration at the school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. I was really touched that they invited me. So I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, if you want to just say a few words to the kids, like whatever. So then I'm like, yeah, uh, what are you okay. guys looking for? And she's like, yeah, well, just tell a story about your service or whatever. And I was like, okay, well. That's PG. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, me, I'm an overachiever, so what do I do? I fucking build a PowerPoint presentation out. And like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kids will probably love to see pictures. Because what I did is I flashed back to when I was a kid, and the Vietnam vets would come to my history class, yeah. and they would talk about all the Vietnam War and the things that they did. And I just remember like this one um, vet came in, and he passed around pictures of like him serving in combat. I thought that was really, really cool. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. So all the other kids that learn differently are like, whoa. Yeah. Visual stimulus. Correct. So I remember that from when I was a kid and how awesome it was. So I was like, all right, great. I'm going to go ahead and now build out this PowerPoint presentation. It's going to have some cool pictures in there. uh, And then I'm going to go in and give a talk. And so I forwarded my PowerPoint to the teacher prior. And I was like, hey, is this okay? Is this PG enough for the kids? Like, I don't want, I don't, want to create extra work for you by like signing permission slips. So I like didn't put anything like, you know, of course not. I didn't put, you know, fucking EKIA photos that I have in, in the PowerPoint for the kids. Um, I just kept it really, really cool. But yeah, there was like pictures of me deployed downrange with guns and kit on and stuff like that. And, and, and pictures of training and stuff on the Mew. And so I sent that to her and she was like, yeah, that's that. This is awesome. This is great. So I came in, you know, the other parents stepped up and they're like, I was in the army. I drove trucks. And they were, the kids were like, oh, cool. And then, like, they were like, okay. And then they just, like, that was it. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, shit. I really fucking overdid this. But, yeah. oh, well. And then, like, you know, there was three or four other parents, same thing. And um, then they were like, lastly, they were like, okay. And now we've got Gavin's dad. So I went up there and I, like, 
did the whole thing, did the PowerPoint. My PowerPoint was like, I think 20 minutes long. I was going to say they were talking like for three minutes about what they did. Yeah, I did a 20-minute PowerPoint with like pictures and everything. <laughs> was Everybody was like, you oh, my God. Like even lecture. the parents in the back of the room, their eyes were huge, and they were like, oh, God. So uh, That's funny. So anyway, the teacher was so stoked on the presentation, and the kids loved it so much. She's like, hey, would you mind sp- speaking to maybe like the whole school? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, Sure. So she went down, wrangled the whole school, go, talked to the principal. Yeah. Principal came up, like did a little quick preview check on my PowerPoint to make sure there wasn't yeah. dead Al-Qaeda in it. And uh, then he was like, yeah, this would be great. And so they put all the kids in the gymnasium. They had the huge like pull down screen. And I did like a whole PowerPoint for the whole, for the whole school for Veterans Day. So pretty much keynote speaker for Veterans Day. Right. Went home. His teacher sent me an email. Hey, thanks. That was so awesome. Everybody loved it. It was great. I was like, fine. Well, Gavin went home and talked about it. And she was like, because she's the vile, disgusting human that she is, was like, your dad didn't do any of those things. He's a liar. (laughs) Now, just to let you know how sick and twisted this bitch is, she fucking pinned my Medal of Valor on my chest at the regiment when I received my commendation medal for Valor for Actions Against the Enemy in Fallujah. Like, Help the regimental commander at my awards ceremony pin the medal on my chest. But then was telling my son that I was like lying and I didn't do any of the things that I did. Yeah. So then he came, you know, came back to me. And for a couple of years, I was able to do the magic trick that I described where I like distracted his information, you know, distracted him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. Yeah. Hey, oh, m- dad, mom says that you lied about all of your combat stuff. I'm like, oh, hey, can you do me a favor and go get my pack of gum out of the truck? Oh, yeah, sure, dad. And that distracted him for a while. Yeah. But then when he was 12 years old, we circled back around to it and he asked again. And I tried the distractionary technique, but this time it did not work. He was like, yeah, dad, I'll go do that, but I need you to answer the question. And so I was like, okay, well, there's no getting out of this now. Mm -hmm. And so I got put in a situation where I'm like, um, okay, well, I'm not going to lie to him. (laughs) So I went ahead and, Told him, like, no, your mom's actually lying. And then I showed him, you know, pictures yep. that were not in the PowerPoint presentation. Yep. And I showed him a copy of my DD-214 where it says my awards and decorations on it. Yep. And then I let him read my citation for my, you know, for my commendation medal. And then I, you know, asked him if he had any questions. And I was like, does this look like I'm lying? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. And so... I think that created some, I think that created something in him, but I didn't just stop there. This is where I fucked up is like, I let it sit for a minute and then I got really emotional about it. Yeah. And I was like, why? And I included expletives in this, which I'm not proud of. And I was like, Hey, why the fuck would your mother say something like that? Like, why is she even saying things like that to you? And unfortunately what I did is I let my anger and my emotions get the best of me. And then I tran I tr- I unfortunately puked all that out onto my onto my son, which is a terrible, terrible mistake, and it was the wrong thing to do. And in hindsight, I wouldn't have wouldn't have went that route. But yeah. I was just so angry and frustrated, especially after, like we were divorced, <clears throat> we were separated at the end of, um, we were separated at the end, I think, of 2010, and then she filed for divorce in 2011, and it wasn't finished until and signed until 2013 oh god so yeah, i got okay. drugged through a, like a two-year uh i got a i got Court drugged through a problem two, yeah drugged through a two-year legal problem and then she just proceeded to be a problem for the entirety of our divorce to the point where like i st- i still need to take legal action on her because she's yeah. in contempt of our child custody agreement has been for two years yep so what i would say to this is whatever you do, don't badmouth the other parent. Take the higher road. Don't fuck up and be a dipshit like I was. Take the higher road. Don't say anything bad. Um, if your kid's smart enough, they'll eventually figure yeah, it out. Yeah, they'll eventually figure it out. Like, I've ha- I have two or three friends now that have, you know, um, sons that are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and they, I've talked to them a couple of different times, and they both have they've all like they don't speak to their mother anymore because they figured out at you know yeah 
when they were old enough to figure it out, when they're adults, to put two and two together, they were like, oh, mom lied to us. The they get time. a little world perspective, and they're like, oh, yeah. maybe this wasn't how it was. Yeah, this is not yeah. how things went down, and mom lied to us. And they've all said, yeah, unfortunately, like I don't have a relationship with my mom now because she kept me away from my dad, and she lied the whole entire time mm-hmm. that we were – you know, that we were uh, growing up and I lost lots of time with my dad and I love my dad very much. He's a great dude. And so all of them have counseled me and been like, look, he will, he's in his angry teen years right now. He's going to navigate yeah. through that. Just be patient. And, you know, when the time comes, he'll gravitate back to you because you're his dad. And then you can take that relationship and nurture it and set the record straight because he'll be an adult by then. And you can have a, an adult conversation with him. Yep. It's really hard to discuss adult dynamics with children, but sometimes we get, at least I felt like I was forced into a corner. Like I was backed into a corner where I was like, okay, first of all, she just completely shit on my military service. Mm -hmm. And now she's like, accused you of stolen valor, accused me of stolen valor to my son. And now I have to defend myself, in which case I defended myself, but then I got emotional about it and made a bad decision. Right. Now your son's questioning you for years. He's, he's questioning me, but he's also, it also played right into her hand with the whole, like, your dad's mean, he's angry, he's this, he's that, you know, because now, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, like, he's been living with her for so long that she can just brainwash at will. You know, Stockholm Syndrome's a thing. Oh, yeah. Check it out. So, what do you think's going to happen to a kid that, like, lives with his mom 11 months out of the year and then goes and spends six weeks with his dad in the summertime. Like there's no way I can win that war. No. And she can just brainwash at will, which is she's done. She's brainwashed him and she's weaponized him. And, and that's that. So yeah, choose your battles carefully. Try to distract and just always take the high road would be my closing advice on that situation. Okay. Next question. My fucking piece of shit. iPad not doing what it's supposed to do. Okay, there we go. Okay, we got a good one here. DI or gas piston? This is actually a three-part question. DI or gas piston, Oreo or Chips Ahoy, Recce or SBR? Oh, four-part question, cats or dogs? Dogs, Oreos. Yes, I agree. But I, also, like, I've grown into a place where I don't hate, I don't hate cats anymore. I I've met enough cool cats that I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I'd never get one. Right. I don't want to fucking yeah. change a litter box out. Like, sorry. No, or, like, come home to, like, why are there four dead mice under my couch? Correct. That didn't get eaten. Yeah. Like, if they're going to eat them. Yeah, because dogs eat them. Yeah. If you're going to eat the mice, great. But if they're just going to murder them and then, like, leave them there as a rot, gift for you. As a gift. <laughs> that as a you tribute, can't find, yeah. Paying, ho- paying tribute. Yeah, no, so I agree with that. Like dogs, Oreo cookies, because... More or, flavors than chips. Of I mean, I do love chocolate chip cookies are my favorite, but like dry fucking mass-produced ch- chocolate chip cookies are not my favorite. I mean, here's my argument for that, right? Is like, hey, do you want a chocolate chip cookie? Yes. And someone hands out like, here's a Chips Ahoy. You'd be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? exactly. Right? Yeah, you'd be in like, your mind, like that's not a chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. If you're like, "Hey, do you want an Oreo?" You know exactly what the fuck you're getting. Correct. Yeah, and if you have it with milk, it's magical. Yeah, and if you have dark chocolate Oreos, those mm-hmm. are the best. Yeah, chocolate, and I will fight anyone. Chocolate covered Oreos. I mean, yeah, but I love double stuff. Double stuffs are awesome. Dark chocolate's my jam. Okay, well, you're also a Chinese communist, so there's that. Um, I'm gonna put meth in your chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah. away. laughs> Okay, Recky or SBR? Which kid do you like better? What day is it? Right. I don't think that you could effectively answer that because I think you need both in your arsenal. Like, those are two arrows in your quiver that you need. I mean, I want to have both of those things. Yeah, but also, like, one's a bicycle and one's a car and one's a motorbike and one's a tractor. Like, they serve different purposes. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say for everyday purposes, everyday carry, anything where you don't expect yourself to be shooting over 300 yards, meters, mm-hmm. and SBR. Right, but also what's the person's definition of a recce? Because currently in 
this atmosphere, mm-hmm. our, our today's political climate. Mm-hmm. You could put an LPVO on an 11.5 and call it a recce. No. Yeah? No. Yeah. My definition of recce. I don't care what your definition is. Yeah. I reject your reality. It has to do, recce has to do with like barrel length to me because that opens up. Well, it has to do, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me restate. Allow me to restate. <laughs> has to do with barrel length and the amount of magnification in your optic. Okay. Because primarily a recce gun is just that. It's for reconnaissance. It's for observing. Yeah. So you need to have as much glass as bearable on your gun. Like you don't need to be putting a seven by thirty-five on a fourteen-five, but if you put a four sixteen on there, or what, like, what's the most magnification you would go on like a fourteen-five to sixteen-inch gun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I would say on a gas gun, your sweet spot's going to be fifteen to eighteen power. Okay. At least, at least for me, right? Like some people yeah. really like 10 power because yep. that's the field of view. That's what their eye can pick up. Right. On multiple scopes now, when I've gone and just blindly turned it magnification to where mm-hmm. I'm like, I can see what I want to see. Yeah. And I can still make out the reticle definitions. It's roughly 15 to 18 power. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Now, what about your size of tube? As okay. much light as I can get. So you would take like a 50 millimeter objective. I'd take a 56 if it's like not three pounds. Okay. So if it's light, does that exist? Yeah. Who makes that scope? There's a lot of like Euro hunting scopes that are designed for like hunting in low light that are like two to 10 or like three to 15 by 56s. But how much do they weigh? They're not 35 ounces like a Vortex Gen 2. Mm -hmm. They're like... Which, by the way, we love Vortex Optics. Absolutely. We love them. I've beaten my Razor Gen 2 to shit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you've gotten some good mileage out of that 1 to 10 for sure. I mean, yeah, I've shot that quite a bit in the last year and a half. And what do you have on your bolt gun? That's the 4.5 to 27 Gen yeah. 2. You've gotten some good mileage out of that fucker, too. That's been on three different guns and yeah. like 15,000 rounds. I've burnt two barrels out with that scope. Yeah. So. Yeah. So... Recce and SBR, they both do different things. Um, Recce is for your short-range fight. and or I'm sorry. SBR is for your short-range fight. Yeah. And, f- and, you can put, and you can put an LPVO on your, on your SBR if you want to. Or totally. your pistol. You can do that if you want to. And shoot to five really well with right. the right ammo. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So, Recce, yeah, to answer the question, Recce or SBR, I'd say both. The answer is both. Well, put it this way, right? At heart, if I'm like, hey, Brian, here's two guns, go. And one's a 14.5 with a 1 to 10, and one is a 9 or 8 inch 300 blackout suppressed with a red dot. What would you do? Well, it depends on what, what we're using it for. Brian, you get one gun, go. Yeah, not the 300 black with the red dot sight. Right. Yeah, that's but what a if it's a gun. block three? Ten and a half inch. A block three is an eleven and a half inch. Okay, fine. An eleven and a half inch five five six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with an LPV on it. If it was between my fourteen five with the Razor one to ten, and your truck gun, and you're just like Brian, go. That's what you get from now on. Ooh, yeah, I would have to go with the. I'd go with the Recce. Right. Why? Capability. Yeah, exactly. I can see more and I can shoot further. Yeah, I feel like people that are, like, there's a whole trend now in the industry that's like, LPVOs suck because it's a compromise optic, right? I feel like everyone that's saying that has never had to, like, PID anything. Yeah, or just spend time observing stuff. Yeah. It may not even have to do with, like, shooting. Yeah, how much time are you just glassing? Yeah, like, hey, I can tell you this from fucking using one on my last deployment in combat, a two and a half to ten night force. On a fucking... On a recce rig, basically. Yeah, on a recce... Well, it was a, it was a 416, but... Okay. What length was the barrel? 10.5. So... And you had a tune... Yeah. Right. So, like I said, you can put a medium power scope on an 11.5 or 12.5. Right. So, I would say... Yeah. I would say having... Being able to see more is important because there were times where, like, you're not watching... You're not, like... I don't need to just PID to see if that guy has a weapon you need to see what humans are doing. Like what are their hands doing? 
what are they what do they have in the duffel bag what are they getting out of the trunk of the car what's the pattern of the code they're pressing into the keypad correct yeah those things yeah those things are important. You That's not happening with the red dot and a three power magnifier. No, certainly is not. It might not happen at 10 power, right. to be honest. Yeah. And then it also has to do with like your terrain that you live in too. Yep. Whereas like if you live out on the East Coast and you're like surrounded by, tr like you live in a fucking tree tunnel and the furthest you can see in any direction is a hundred yards. Yep. When you step outside your house, then yeah, a fucking short barreled gun with a red dot on it or a one to four or a fixed four might be all you need because you can't you can't see far whereas like if you live out here in wyoming this is such a cop-out answer it's not a cop-out it's a cop-out answer it's not a cop -out. you're absolutely right it obviously depends on where you live and what you want to do like you're not going to take most recce rig i hate using that term recce rig but okay whatever like fighting at night with that but why do you hate that term because your Navy recce guys are going to argue something else other than, like, your Force Recon guys versus your Fuck the Navy. Green we Beret guys versus your CAG guys versus your Navy's other opinion. people's. The Navy's opinion is never I know, but they popularized it, and every internet gamer and their mom knows recce rifles means a Mark 12 with the Knight's Rail. Okay. Yeah. And everyone now is, like, mini recce because 1 to 10s and 1 to 8s became a thing. Mm-hmm. Mini recce is a thing, right? I didn't even know that was a. That, I didn't even know that was a vernacular that was a descriptor for. It was the hotness on Instagram like okay. last year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Totally. People were calling things mini recce. Yeah, mini reckeys. Okay, I did not know. And that. they were putting LPVOs on 11.5s, 12s, 14.5s, okay. and just using that as a mini recce and like a do-it-all gun. I mean, we're constantly in search of the do-it-all gun. Is there a do-it-all gun? No. A 12.5. With a 1 to 10 on it? And a piggyback red dot? Yeah. And a laser? Yeah. And a suppressor? Yes. Probably, but that's not like a 1,000-yard guns. You can't do it all. So your definition of being able to do it all is the engagement envelope, and you, your minimum engagement distance on a human target is, is a 1,000 yards. Well, no. I would say a do-it-all gun would be like a 90% solution to everything. Doesn't okay. It can't do anything, all of it, because that's like impossible, right. right? That's the unobtainium. Right. Perfection is unattainable. Right. Right. So my term of a do-it-all gun would be something I would grab and be like, I'm good with this forever if I have to. Yeah. And it will work 90% of the time as good as I can get it to work. Okay. So for me, that would be a 14.5 with the 1 to 10 and a piggybacked red dot and a suppressor. Okay. A 14.5. Right. For our area, yes. If not, it would be at 11.8. Okay. So there you have it. And uh, the last answer was... Um, Hold on. DI or gas impingement? Yes. No. DI or gas piston? Gas piston. Why? You have DI. Or you have, you have, I have both. <laughs> you have gas piston guns. Yeah. So why are you choosing DI? I No, no. No, I said gas piston. Oh, you said gas piston. Specifically long stroke. Okay. Never short stroke. Always long stroke. Right. Always long stroke. So, why would you say that over gas piston? They just run clean. They do run cleaner. They usually have an easier way of adjusting your gas, so you can fine-tune it. Because I hate adjustable gas blocks. Yeah, they break all the time. Every yeah, adjustable fucking screws on Every them. single adjustable gas block I've ever had on my gun is broken. Yeah. And I've had to pull it off and just be like, fuck this. So, if it's a proprietary system, yeah. say SCAR or FN or... Don't ever PWS say the word scar to me ever again. Or, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> FAL. Yeah. Where this, the, the adjustment is built in, and it's like a big old knob that goes click, click, click. Right. That's nice to me. Not like an infinitely adjustable little set screw. Hold on, ASMR. I'm trying to do that. Pay me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't have enough experience with a gas piston gun. Yeah. Like, I use that... 416 for a little while on my last deployment courtesy of like a shit ton of extra gear that a certain naval special element had <laughs> that their the person managing that gear locker was drunk a lot and didn't care that the, he was loaning out other guns that didn't belong to them to other people it's fine it's fine um what's my only experience and then shooting your pws guns and I have shot, I've shot a scar. I fucking hate him. 
Uh, for same. various reasons. Mainly because they void the warranty if you put a suppressor on it, which I don't know what kind of crack cocaine the Belgians are smoking over I there. I mean, it's a light battle rifle. Yeah, that's what it is. Fucking retarded. F in your retarded. Uh, I don't... I mean, they make great machine guns, but that's where the love for them, that I have for them, stops. Like, barrels. You've got a couple of FN barrels, don't you? You Colt. No, I have an FN... I have an FN lower that's on oh, the mark. That, it's... That's what the Marine Corps yeah, was yeah. getting issued when I was in. FN won the contract to provide the M16A3 and some various M4s mm-hmm. to the Marine Corps. So, yeah. So, I used an FN uh, in combat, both an M16A3, A4. I can't remember what the fuck it was. And then um, an M4, A2, or whatever. The f- I can't remember what the Marine Corps is calling the FN M4 variant, but... Uh, yeah, used both of them in combat. Yep. But what I used more in combat, and which I love, are their fucking machine guns. Like, the 240 Golf, fucking great machine gun. Those aren't DI. Fucking the Saw, Yep. which I have a very special relationship with. And um, I never got a chance to shoot the Mark 48. I was around them That's surprising. in Afghanistan. And people had them, but it just was never – I never got a chance to fire them. I didn't I just like, hey, dude, give me a belt. No, no. I never – like – I haven't shot this yet. No, I was so – like, you become so numb to, like, fucking Gucci gear and shit when you're, like, in the military. And or like, like I was contracting. I was just, like, constantly around Gucci gear all the time. Oh, like, boo-hoo. I was in the military and I got Gucci gear. Well, you just – you don't fucking – you just, like, <laughs> you get numb to it to yeah. where you're like, oh, I don't give – oh, he's shooting a, a fucking saw that shoots bigger bullets – Big deal. Yep. Didn't care. Now it's your favorite outfit that you haven't shot yet. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I love the uh, – what I used the most was the PKM. For my, my – Well, fit, yeah, for what you were doing. My FID program, like, I used the shit out of the PKM. I have a special relationship with that gun, too. Have, I love that. That's also love that. not direct impingement. Yeah. Love that fucking <laughs> gun. Love that gun. So – but in terms of, like, an AR platform that I that uh, that I've used that – is you know gas piston i don't have a lot of experience with it i know that i didn't like the recoil impulse of the 416 mm. um compared to a softer shooting like regular di like a well gas di gun yeah 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 so but here's the thing right people are always like touting uh gas piston as being more reliable yeah have you seen that because i haven't i've seen a lot of shit piston guns go down or have like tuning issues yeah and so when you're asking that question, it's like gas piston or DI. It's They're like definitely more temperamental. I mean, the recipe, like that that design is, I think it was just Eugene Stoner's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, that design's been around since like, what, 1962? 60s, yeah. I think 1962 is when they... I mean, the, the AR-10 was earlier. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that gas system has existed for 80 years? How long? Yeah, more. Yeah, so he's I mean, not the first one to use that. So to bleed I, gas off. You yeah. Know? So I think, yeah, I mean, anything that's been in use for that long is going to be, is going to have the, hopefully by this point have have the rough spots smoothed out. Whereas like, gas piston ARs have only been around for what, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, since AK, but like, or like an, the I'm AR, talking about AR, AR one eighty, to be fair. When, and when did that when did that come out? That was like the seventies. Okay. 80s. Weird that it never caught on. There he marketed it to like um poor countries that mm. couldn't have machining for AR15 so it was stamped. Uh-huh. And then it didn't have the buffer tube, right? So uh, the the BRN180 yep. is just the modern that. Oh god. MCX yeah. modern yeah. that. Yeah. G36 modern AR180. It's all the same design. Yeah, so I guess what I would recommend is if you have been running DI, does, DI guns yeah. forever, then maybe buy a a gas like a, a piston gun and give it a tr- give it a try. I will say, my workhorses mm-hmm. because I just have them set up that way. Yeah, are both piston guns. Having acquired a suppressor or two, mm-hmm. it is nice to have a piston gun and not eat gas like a DI gun would. You can yeah. tune a DI gun right, and a well-tuned DI gun is gonna perform just as good, if not better, than a piston gun. But would you say overall they're more temperamental from your experience? I think it's the same. Okay. 
Like, you could have a, a nice barrel or a shit gas block or vice versa, and you can be like, it's not running with some ammo. Like, my ballistic advantage, that first gen yeah. barrel I got, way yeah. over gas. Had to tune it. Had to get a tunable gas block. No, a uh, tunable bolt carrier group yeah. before it would run properly. Yeah. Right? My 300 black. Good parts. DI. Lube it up. That bitch has run without cleaning. 2,000 rounds, 3,000 rounds. Suppressed, yeah. subsonic. It's all black and shit on the inside. It's fine. <laughs> So wipe it's like, it off. wipe it off. Yeah, yeah, keep just going. lube it up and keep going, right? So between the two, when you're asking, like, which one's which, it's like, okay, they both do the same thing. If you want something a little different, if you want, like, salt around the rim of your margarita, maybe try a piston gun. There you go. I think that's a good description. Yeah. Okay. Well, that covers that question. Next question. Emergency broadcast says nukes are inbound, and you're at home. What do you do? Probably change my pants first. Yeah, I mean, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. I'd change my pants. I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, you're fucked. Yeah. Okay. If, if Actually, well, first I'd be like, where are they going? If a nuke is going to land anywhere fucking near you, like, you're probably going to die. And if you don't die from blast wave, you're definitely going to die from radiation poisoning. Yeah, afterwards. I'd be, like, trying checking, to checking the wind. Yeah, trying to get the fuck out of the area after the fucking blast wave, you're going to probably be exposed to <coughs> lethal amounts of radiation. Mm-hmm. Nukes just aren't a good idea all around. Like, I don't know why we ever fucking invented them, but um, let's see here. So I'd probably just eat, like, a whole bunch of gummies, just hang out on my couch until it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we need to push pause for a second. We had a small fuck up. We had a small glitch. Yep. iPad died. that had the questions on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing we'll, it live. Dude, we'll get it right at some point. Yeah. Um, we'll remember to charge everything. Okay, so, yeah, bend over, kiss your ass goodbye if nukes are going to land anywhere near you. I'd probably, like, start cooking and make, like, the best last meal I could make out of the shit that's in my house. I mean, depending on the proximity, I'd probably, like, yes, try to take cover. Like, if if you're in the range of, like, are you dead in the blast or are you going to die in Well, you're not going to have time to cook and enjoy any meal because Yeah, if 13 minutes, I can make ramen in 13 minutes. I mean, that's true. You could make ramen. You could make <laughs> I could make steam buns and ramen in 13 minutes and, and have can... that and have enough time to smoke a spliff before I die. That's true. You, you probably do that. You better be smoking the spliff while, while you're being <laughs> watching yeah. the sky. Just I, like, uh. I mean, if that was shit was happening where I live now, I don't have a crawl space or anything to take cover in. So, yeah, it would just be a – it'd be a uh, an exercise in, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Actually, what I'd probably do is, like, if I, I – I would die – I'd die running with my feet – with my boots on and my feet on the ground. So what I would probably do is grab my bug-out bag, throw it in my truck, and start trying to drive away from – as far away as quick as I can from wherever. Yeah. Because realistically, if I'm going to die – But you said you didn't have to <laughs> I have 13 minutes, motherfucker. You, you just can said, get to the top of the pass. I can get as can. <laughs> I can get as far as I can get in 13 minutes. I would rather be. You'd be dead in your truck, and I'd have a full belly. That's fine. I'll eat a <laughs> Snickers bar while I'm fucking driving. Okay, fucking 110 miles an hour, the opposite direction. I mean, it, realistically, I don't know. There's really there's no good. This whole like duck and cover fucking bullshit. Yeah, go hide under a table. You're not. Fuck you're gonna. That. You're gonna evaporate. Like if you've ever seen what is it, Terminator 2: Judgment Day? <laughs> like that's what nukes do. Okay, or pretty close to it. Like, if you've ever seen, like, the old test file footage of what yep. nu- nukes do. Um, everything is there, and then a wave comes, and then and everything is gone. And now everything is dust floating through the air. <laughs> really toxic it's dust. It's been evaporated. Yeah. And radi- it's now radioactive. People are, like, breathing other humans in that are radioactive particles at that point. So, yeah, you're kind of fucked. Uh, second part of the question is, what should be the response if Russia uses a tactical nuke in Ukraine? That would be really bad. And I would say that we would Article 5, NATO would Article 5 something immediately. And then they would probably look to the U.S. for leadership, which is shitty because we have the fucking retards that we have right now running the country who probably wouldn't know what the fuck to do. Then we've got the incompetent fucking dipshit generals that botched the whole fucking could they claim fallout from 
that nuke if it like drifts off into Poland or some shit. Oh yeah, for Article sure. Five, right? Yep, that's yeah. could be indefinite. Article Five for sure. So they would probably look to the U.S. for leadership. Not great, fucking considering we have all the fucking assholes that completely botched and fucked the Afghanistan withdrawal like a fucking Tijuana donkey show. I it would really suck. And I don't have the answer for that other than if I was the president, I'd immediately mobilize a strike force to try and assassinate Putin before he could have his administration launch any more nukes. Like, I'd kill Putin and anybody that was buddies with Putin. I think if he is at a position of launching a nuke and does it, there would probably be a coup. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, the, the Russians that are against him would definitely, like, go kinetic right yeah because nobody wants to get vaporized yeah because their leadership's fucking stupid correct so i think if we waived i can't remember what law it is i think it falls under title 50 anyway if we if we got rid of that law if we fucking emergency waived the law to not assassinate heads of state and we killed putin immediately i think it would be we'd be able to reinstall a friendly not ultra nationalist government in russia hopefully Right, but that's also a lot easier said than done, considering how many failed well, I mean, coups the, the U.S. has been involved right, in. Right, correct, but what's the answer? Putin fucking makes Kiev glow in the dark. Yeah. What happens then? Mutually assured destruction if you don't assassinate him. We respond with nukes. Maybe Poland or fucking, I don't even know. Isn't Poland nuclear capable? I don't even know if they're... I don't think so. I don't think they're nuclear capable. Anyway, NATO has a fucking response. I mean, what is the answer? The answer is you kill Putin. You fucking, you you assassinate the ultra-nationalist party that's running the the country right right at that moment. And then you say the Russians did it. And this is a Russian that did it that enjoys democracy. And he mm-hmm. should be your new leader and he will hold power until actual elections are held. Yeah. Oh, ac- yeah. Until elections take place. I mean, that's a tough call. I mean, it's a scary thing. Ultimately, I don't think anybody in their right mind wants that to happen, to include P- Putin. I don't think he's I crazy. I think Putin to is do like, that. yeah, I don't think he is either. I think Putin is very much like Kim Jong un, where he just likes to, or ill, which, which one? Like, same, same, but different. Same, but still same, same. Same haircut. <laughs> same haircut, same fat ass. I think that they just enjoy the saber rattling. Mm-hmm. I think he enjoys the threat of it. And I think he enjoys being able to politically bully and manipulate by threatening to use that resource. But when it comes down to it, is Ukraine really worth mutually assured destruction? Because ultimately, nobody knows what would happen if that genie got out of the bottle. Correct. If a fucking nuke... But also them nuking Ukraine does nothing for Russia. Correct. They've just nuked the breadbasket that they wanted. Right. So... Yeah, they wanted that place for resources. They want it because it's, I think, the number one wheat-producing country in that side of the world. I think one of the top in the the world. In the world, Yeah. yeah. It's one of the major wheat producers in the world. And it's also very oil and natural gas rich. Yep. And it has the largest nuke plant in Europe. Yep. All the reasons why the Russians want it. Yep. So it doesn't make sense to me why they would nuke it either. There's no tactical advantage for them to do that. That's just like... No. We're done. Everyone pull out. Fuck them. Yeah. But even then, that's it doesn't do them any good. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as a as a retaliatory, you know course of action i don't know what else you would do you're not gonna drop a nuke on the kremlin i mean you could the dipshits that we have in charge right now may do something like that yeah they're too they're too politically correct and woke to do that i mean that's a good point yeah yeah i mean yes i don't know what they would i don't know what our response would be to it but in my mind there's only one thing to do and that's locate and neutralize the upper echelons of that government to um, force a regime change. Yep. And hopefully guide Russia back to a place of neutrality. Via joining the EU. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know what else you do. So I, I would say that's probably, we probably answered that question. 
Okay. No question. Love the podcast and content. Keep being rad. Awesome. Thanks. We appreciate that. We're doing the best we can over here. We're trying. We're trying. So appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the love and support from you guys. Let's see here. Not a question, but bring back Arcane Group. I learned a ton listening to you guys riff. Yeah. My homie. He's off doing things that cannot be talked about. So Which is probably why he hasn't been back why on. Why he hasn't been on the podcast. So, yeah. He's... He's one of my, he's one of my really good homies and awesome dude and can't say enough good stuff about him. I'm not going to repeat his name at this point because he's doing things. He's he's out doing stuff and we're just going to leave it at that, which is why he's not been back on the podcast. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And we've got uh, some people coming on probably early next year, shot show that are of a tactical nature. So if that's what you guys are into and that's what you enjoy. Uh, we've got more of those guests that are going to come on in the future. So stay tuned. Okay. Next question. What is your bug out dog? I could see you rolling with a healer Shep mix like Mad Max. Funny that he says that because I had a healer shepherd mix when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. His name was Gator and I named him after Gator ropes because I was doing cowboy things when I, when you were little? When I was little. You are a rodeo kid? When I was doing little rodeo kid things. Yeah. And I love that dog. He was a great dog. And then, unfortunately, when I left to go to boot camp, he developed a brain tumor, and my brother, unfortunately, had to put him down. But fantastic dog. And I have not had my own dog since then because that was losing my best little homie. My four-legged homie was like, it was, it was traumatic for me. I didn't, I didn't love the fact that I wasn't there for him, couldn't be there for him. And yeah. then my brother had to take him out back and shoot him in the head because he was having seizures and puking blood. So, not great. But I do love dogs. I absolutely love dogs. As a matter of fact, yeah. I, I refer to myself as the dog whisperer because anytime I go over to my friends, relatives, houses that have lots of dogs. Yeah, in I them, make friends with a dog. The, the young kids and dogs will immediately, like, magnetize to me. And I'm the... I'm the weird adult that's like in the corner playing Nerf yeah. with the kid, Nerf wars with the kids and like playing fetch with the dogs while the rest of the adults are like in the other room talking. So that's who I am. But in terms of like a dog that I would get that I'd want for a bug out dog, without a doubt, a Dutch Shepherd because they have an off button. Malinois are too frenetic, neurotic. And frenetic and neurotic and they need to be on and doing stuff every fucking minute of the day they're just so fucking high energy mm -hmm. um yeah i couldn't own a malinois plus they like they're really great at destroying your things because if you don't work them enough they turn into a fucking Everything is a chew toy. Uh, everything becomes a chew toy. I have to escape this place. Yes. Yeah. Your your furniture becomes chew toys. Your MacBook becomes a chew toy. Your iPhone becomes a chew toy. The upholstery inside your truck, because you left them in there for 15 yep. minutes to get gas and then like go take a piss and get some snacks and come back. And you come back to your driver's side seat is now skeletonized and you're riding on a fucking metal frame to wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. Happens with a Malinois. Mm -hmm. Whereas with, and it happens with Dutchies too. Dutchies aren't completely nowhere near as much, but nowhere near as what a yeah. Malinois is. Like, it's like a, a husky versus a Malamute. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> so uh, a Dutch Shepherd has the ability to like chill and have an off button to where you can go out, work them decent, and then come back and they're like chill and they're not trying to always be on all the time. So yeah, I would choose a Dutch Shepherd, and they're because they're. They are fur missiles in their own right, and they fucking can hit hard, and they can chew things beautifully, mainly mm -hmm. humans. Um, but they're 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 better to train, and they are less frenetic and neurotic. Lower maintenance. They're way lower maintenance. Yeah. So I would choose I would choose a Dutch Shepherd. Plus, they're beautiful color. Who doesn't love that brindle color? I'm, I'm and sucker. you're not going to see. I'm sorry, you're not going to see him coming at nighttime. Like if I set my dog loose on you at nighttime, if I have a Dutchie and I set him loose on you at nighttime. You're not going to see him coming. You get hit, and then you're like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be, like, slammed to the ground and be getting chewed on before you know what happened. So, yeah, I would choose a Dutch Shepherd. Okay. Last question, and I think my friend asked this question because she made the terrible assumption that I didn't have the balls <laughs> to answer this question. But the last question is, how's Jamie? And the answer to that question is, 
I hope Jamie is fantastic. I hope she's doing amazing things. She's a great human, but she, yes, broke up with me. So there you have it, folks. Yes, I am single again, back in the ether sphere. Uh, Jamie's, she's rad, but we just, you've got two humans trying to make it work, and she works in the shadows, and I am trying to have a career in media, and that just did not jive. So we amicably parted ways, and I hope she's doing fantastic. And she's probably going to call and yell at me for even putting this much out, but I don't care. It's my fucking podcast. Not her problem. Not her problem. But anyway, I'm answering that question because I like transparency and authenticity. And my friend, she made a mistake of thinking that I wouldn't answer that. Bluff got called biatch. Fuck you, Desert Patriot. <laughs> it's your move. Checkmate. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Mm -hmm. You feel good about it? Yeah. All right. Well. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. Anyone who runs is a BC. Anyone who stands still is a well-disciplined BC. Need <laughs> <In> more help. <laughs> All right, folks. That wraps it up for this week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Weapons Free Wednesday. And I hope you guys are enjoying the content. I hope you guys are enjoying what we are putting out. Please go give us a review on iTunes and on Spotify. Fill it out. Give us some. Give us a review. Also, if you haven't checked out what we're doing on YouTube, please go check it out. And if maybe you don't even watch YouTube, but you could really, really help us out if you swing over to YouTube right now and you quick click the subscribe button because we are only, I think, 85 subscribers away from being able to start monetizing the channel, which is really important to us, okay? So if you could, even if you don't care about YouTube, hate YouTube, don't ever watch YouTube, if you could just swing over on YouTube and give us, click the subscribe button, that would greatly help us out. And I'd really appreciate it. But I hope you stick around. I hope you love the content that's on the YouTube channel. Maybe this will make you love, maybe it'll make you love YouTube. I don't know. But if you watch the YouTube videos and you like them, and then you might jump over on our, our Patreon and help support what we're doing on YouTube with Patreon. So anyway, thanks for joining us. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. Peace.